TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today I'm on the go. My voice might be sounding a little bit different than normal. But uh, we're traveling around, but we got one of the most famous wellness person on the call today, and I'm pretty excited about this because uh, we've been following him for quite some time, and uh, I know that uh, all the listeners to our call today will enjoy uh, this special guest from the day today. Brett, would you like to introduce our special guest for today? Yeah, I'd love to. I'm super excited about this interview today. I think, uh, you know, if you haven't heard of this guy, if you haven't checked him out already, then uh, then you haven't been listening to many podcasts. But but if you haven't, make sure you get in there and check him out because he's, uh, he's awesome. He's got an amazing podcast. Uh, I was talking to Cindy O'Meara just the other day and she was just saying how much she loves this guy and all the work he does. And so uh, so we've got Sean Croxton from Underground Wellness on the line. Sean, uh, thank you and welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Beautiful. Hey, Sean, you've got a pretty uh, a pretty long history. You've, you've done a few different uh, careers and courses and all that sort of stuff and, and obviously ended up in podcasting. Do you want to you tell us how you started out? How did you first get into this sort of health and wellness arena? Well, I studied kinesiology in college and um, when I ended up graduating, I became a personal trainer and when I applied that information that I learned in college uh, to my clients, I found out very quickly that it didn't work. Um, you know, the, the, the low-fat diet, uh, high-grain diet, uh, low in animal products, very low in fat, so on and so forth, replace your, you know, your milk with soy milk and take the yolk out of your eggs and all of that fun stuff. And so it didn't work um, and after I got done blaming my clients for you know not doing things right. I finally realized like yo, this this information is totally wrong, and so I just started reading and just reading different stuff that was the complete opposite of what I learned in school, and um, apply that to myself, apply that to others. Found that it found out that it worked a lot better, and also that it made a whole lot more sense. And um, gosh, started the YouTube channel to kind of share my. Um, my learnings with with people across the planet and people took to it very well they enjoyed it and then uh maybe a year later started the podcast on the ground wellness radio so i started to actually interview the experts whose books i had been talking about on youtube because here i was you know this guy with his hat on backwards and it's like in his bedroom talking about all this health stuff that no one had ever heard of and so wants to add a little bit of uh credibility and third-party validation to it and so i've uh, been doing the show ever since i think we're in our fourth year with the radio show um written an ebook the dark side of fat loss since then done some blogging held a couple of online events and uh, working on a, another one right now, and um, it's been a blast. It's having a lot of fun. It's such a cool journey. Such a, oh, here you go, Lawrence. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's all right. It's, it's an amazing journey. I mean, um, I also study kinesiology as well, uh, Sean, so it's, uh, I understand what you, you went through and the, the frustration you went through, and this is what I did before chiropractic. And, and uh, really kind of, you know, for you, obviously you've taken some foundation and, and realized that there was actually some fundamentals um, within terms of wellness that uh, people need to kind of learn. And what they teach you in school, um, teach you in college, university, is really old school stuff, and it just doesn't work anymore. Could you kind of highlight some of your fundamental um, foundation um, that you have discovered uh, by, you know, reexamining your life and reexamining things that worked and didn't work, and, how, you know, what are the main fundamental pillars that you actually will, uh, that you base all your stuff from now? 
think the fundamental pillars are just living a healthy lifestyle in general. Of course, you know, there's my, my favorite thing, JERF, J-E-R-F, meaning just eat real food. Um, you know, I have an old video that I've made four years ago. It's called, Is God Stupid? And uh, it's not against anybody's religion or anything like that, but it's like, yo, it, it's God. If you believe in God, like the creator, did he put fat in the milk to kill you? Did he put yolk in the egg to kill you? Did he put skin on the chicken to kill you? You know, probably not. It does, that doesn't it. make a whole lot of sense. But that's the stuff that I was taught in school. And so I remember when I read The Paleo Diet by Lauren Cordain many years ago, and at that time, I was very much into the whole processed, low-fat thing, and just a, a light bulb clicked, and I was like, whoa, we ate real food, a particular kind of food for probably millions of years, and did fine on it, you know, no heart disease, no cancer, or we'll say little cancers, uh, no chronic degenerative diseases and whatnot, and people, you know, back then did live to be older ages, we can, that's a whole other topic, but... Um, you know, and I started to ask myself, you know, how does an old school food cause a brand new disease? I don't get it. You know, we don't change that fast. And so that's one of the, the primary foundations is like, yo, just eat real food. It didn't kill us before. It's not going to kill us now. Um, you know, and then the other ones are just like the basic foundational things. I always say, hey, before you get all crazy with all types of supplements and hiring different practitioners and whatnot, you know, follow these really core tenets. And those being, again, eat real food exercise just enough, get to bed on time, uh, reduce your toxic load, uh, reduce your stress, get your mind right, pay attention to your digestion, which is incredibly critical. I mean, when you do those things, do those things right, I mean, that, those are the ingredients. That's the recipe for health. If you're doing something else, then you're just not going to be as healthy. So stick to those things first. And if those don't work, then try something else. It's a great philosophy. It's an excellent philosophy. It's interesting your journey. You know, you need personal training and and uh, and learn all these things that uh, I also learned in naturopathy. I studied naturopathy first, Sean, and uh, we didn't get taught about weight loss or you know disease management. We were just taught about what sort of herbs you should give people or what sort of vitamins you should give people, and you know how you treat a condition or whatever. And you know you get led down that alternative to medicine route. And I remember one day I was um, looking after a friend's practice for him, and I had like someone lady. She'd come in and she said, I want to lose some weight. And he said, oh, well, just instead of using white bread, use multi-grain bread. And instead of having normal pasta, have a whole grain pasta. And, you know, instead of having um, this particular breakfast cereal, why don't you go to, you know, something that's higher in fiber. And, and I kind of got, oh, that's pretty cool. That's how you help people lose weight, you know. And, and so I tried that off for size as well and it didn't work. And so much similar to you, I then went on to my own you know, journey of self-exploration to find out what actually worked. But it is amazing that whichever program you look at, whether it be a vegan-style program or a um, high-carnivorous-style program, the number one thing that comes through it is just eat real food, isn't it? And that's that's the premise by which your your methods and, I suppose, your whole mindset is founded on. Yes, and it's a great way to not complicate things. Mm. Um, I remember there was a couple of years ago when I first wrote that blog called This Is Silly. And I had just been like, just, it had been bothering me for weeks. And I'm going, wow, we really complicate this stuff. And I'm not sure how much good we're doing. 
yeah, we're doing good when we talk about like the nerds, like the nerds out there who are really into nutrition, who really want to dial things in. That's great. They can jump into the blogosphere and, you know, learn and learn about like cold thermogenesis and sit inside of a freezer to get healthier. You know what I mean? And that, that's cool. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. But, but that's not something that my mom is going to do. You know what are, I mean? so, are you calling us nerds, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys are sitting in freezers, I mean, no disrespect for anybody, for anybody who does that, but it's just a small percentage of people who are actually going to that extreme. And and what I want and what I know I should say is that there are people who woke up today and had like waffles and Nestle Quick, you know, for, for breakfast. And I can't tell those people to sit in the freezer. I can't tell those people to, you know, eat a, you know, an XYZ diet. You know, I, all I want those people to do are, is to move in the right direction. If I can get them just to, to, to cut out all that processed food and just eat real stuff, I have done my job. And not only that, to, to, to encourage them to eat real food and also to listen to their body language. You know, what is their body saying to them? Because they tried all these different diets and these diets didn't work for them. They didn't make them feel good. So, you know, just, just, just break the truth to them and say that, you know what, there is no one size fits all diet. You know, everybody's going to be a little bit different. My diet, what makes me feel good, is maybe going to make you feel a little bit different. So let's work and listen to your body language to dial it in just for you without overcomplicating it. Because I always say that the best diet for you to stick to is the one that you can stick to. And what I find today is that people are going on diets, but you know what the diet is doing? The diet is just stressing them out. You know, and so so what? What's better? Cool. You know, why 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 do you want to be stressed out by your diet? And so that's that causes a whole other set of problems that on, on its own. So if we can simplify this and say, hey, just eat real food and teach them what real food is, and it's not that hard, then I think we do a lot a lot of good in the world. You know, when I blog, I don't blog for nerds. Like I blog for my mom <laughs> because that's the perspective. You know, that that's the perspective that. You know, ninety-five percent of the people have right now. It's like, yo, it's my mom. She just wants to know what's good to eat, and that's it. She wants to move on because she's not a health nerd. Yeah, I love that, Sean, and that's what we try and do on the Wellness Guys as well. You know, is just keep things simple. You know, make it really relatable so that real people can take real action. And and you know, actually, I read a book called How to Eat an Elephant, which is all about exactly what you're talking about. It's it's taking just small, you know, one small step in the right direction. And so, you know, one of the things you mentioned before, you talk about exercise and you said, well, you've got to do just enough exercise. So can you, can you sort of tell us what you mean by just enough? That's always going to depend on the individual. Um, I've had clients, when I did functional diagnostic nutrition, um, working one-on-one -on -one with clients over the phone or by Skype, um, I dealt with a lot of stress-related conditions, just helping people to navigate those, investigate those. Now, what we need to understand is like stress is not just mental, emotional. It's not just, you know, your finances, your bills, your work and all that stuff, relationships. Uh, stress can also be internal. You could have had a digestive problem for the last five years or more sometimes. Um, that's a significant stress on your body. And all these stressors tend to, tend to add up on top of each other and, you know, causing harm or some detriment to your health. What a lot of people don't realize is that 
exercise is just another form of stress. I mean, like, like Paul Check says, you know, exercise means to take the demons out. And so, you know, you, 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 you pull energy out of the body when you're exercising. And so your job is to put energy back in. You stress your body while you're exercising. So your job is for, uh, to recover so it can get stronger. Now, what a lot of people are doing out there is they're over exercising. They're doing way too much. They're going to spin class five days a week at 6 a.m. and wondering why they're not feeling better and wondering why they're not losing weight and the reason is is because that there, there's so many other stressors in their life again financial relationships hidden stressors going on with their health that that exercise is just becoming another stressor it's becoming a problem and so what these people can afford to do is cut back significantly on the exercise and it's hard for them at first there's been many clients where i've said yo stop doing you know um spin in the morning or all together yeah. And start to do some more restorative exercise, some some yoga, some tai chi, some qigong, or you know what? Just sleep in a few night, a few days a week. Just get some rest, and they'll be very resistant to it. But in the end, they go, "Oh my gosh, Sean, I thought you were crazy, but I'm feeling a lot better, and I'm actually starting to lose weight." And so, how would somebody know if they're exercising too much? Typically, it's just recovery. You know, that's just a good indication. If you're not getting the results that you're looking for, there's probably something going on. But if you feel like you're not recovering well in between your workouts, if you're going into a workout and you're still tired from the previous day's workouts, you're probably overstressing your body a bit and need to back off. That's awesome, Sean. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I just read one of our papers here in Australia yesterday and, uh, and they were talking about the fact that we're eating too many calories and, and that, you know, they had their little recommendations from the government about what we should eat. Uh, which I'm sure you would have found uh, fascinating based on what you just said. But one of their recommendations was that because we're now eating too many calories, then we should be exercising at least 60 minutes a day. And they said that if you're, uh, if, if you're someone who's had weight on previously, then actually you should be exercising 90 minutes a day. I mean, it was, it was just <laughs> outrageous recommendations. So, uh, yeah, fitting in perfectly with what you're saying there. Like the, the recommendations were just extreme. Who in the world is doing that? That's what I'm wondering. Like who is working out 90 minutes a day? Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's so crazy. And it's like, it's you know, people need to realize, and I, I love exercise. I'm about to go work out as soon as we get done talking. And thing is, is that it, the, the, the fitness revolution, like people have to realize that people did not really work out or go jogging, you know, 30 years ago. Or even 20 years ago. If 30 years ago you were like driving around and someone was on the side of the road jogging, you'd be like, what is up with this crazy person running all over the place? You know what I mean? And so now we have this fitness revolution. People are running around. They got gym memberships. They're doing CrossFit. They're doing all this stuff. But we're fatter than ever. You know, it's it, 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 it's so wild. And then the government says, oh, you have an exercise deficiency issue, so go exercise some more. And it's like, yo, it's obviously, you know, these things aren't connecting very well. These dots aren't connecting. It's Again, who is going to go exercise for 90 minutes a day? I love exercise, but I don't even exercise for 90 minutes a day. Sheesh. Yeah, I think the person who's uh, exercising 90 minutes a day is sitting in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. right. Sit in the freezer uh, on, a, on a treadmill. That's it. That's right, exactly. <laughs> it, uh, Sean, I loved um, one of your blogs that you did like last year. You probably won't remember this, but uh, you know, you talk about uh, why you should log like Captain Kirk. And you, we talk about how, to, in order to collect, you know, just kind of, well, Captain Kirk from Star Trek, uh, they collect the necessary data to cover what works for you. Now, one of the things that I love talking about is the mindset. You know, we can talk about that. We can talk about exercise, but a lot of people just are not motivated, or they just can't get past the point to even getting started. In your experience, what is the 
you know, the Captain Kirk, what would Captain Kirk say to kind of get started on any of this stuff? <sighs> That's a great question. And the answer for that is always find a big enough reason to do it. If you don't have a big enough reason to do it, then um, it's just simply not going to work for you. I think the statistic is like 95% of people who lose weight eventually gain it back yeah, and then some. Exactly. You know, it's it's one of these things, getting healthy and losing weight, whichever. It's one of those things that very few people actually succeed at. And we need to strategize. We need to find a big enough reason to do it. We have to get motivated and um if we don't, if we have superficial reasons to do it, it certainly won't get done. I think in my book, I, I mentioned people who I've um, worked with or consulted with. I won't work with them if these are their reasons, but I've consulted with them and they'll say, I want to lose weight for my high school reunion or I want to lose weight so I can look good at the beach. I mean, these are very um, fleeting type of motivations. They're not going to keep you motivated for very long. You know, if someone says to me, hey, I, I need to get in shape for my family because I want to be around on earth longer to care for them to the best of my ability and so on and so forth. That's a big reason that, that your why should kind of move you. If that why doesn't move you, then you're, it's probably not going to happen because I always say like health is not convenient. You know, it's so, it's so inconvenient to be healthy. It seems these days you got to eat it. You got to eat particular foods. You know, you got to go work out. You're, you know, you're 30 minutes a day for some people out there, 90 minutes, whatever you want to say. But, um, it's, 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 there's no convenience to getting healthy and it's, it's so easy for people to kind of fall off the wagon. But if you have a big enough reason, you'll stick to it. And also, one thing I always talk about is having goals that match your values. I find a lot of people out there um, want to get healthy or they've wanted to get healthy and they've been doing it for trying to do it for 10, 20 years, working with different practitioners, trying different diets. But in the end, when you really dig deep with them, uh, health is just not something that they value very much. And if you don't value something and you try to set a goal um, having to do with it, then you're probably going to self-sabotage yourself every single time. Such a great point. I love that. I often talk about that as being the inspiration. So you've got motivation, you've got goals, all those sorts of things. But if you're inspired by something that keeps you on track, that's probably what you're talking about there, isn't it, Sean? Yes, yes. Yeah. Being, you know, and they say inspiration comes from within. And so you, you, you have to, it has to come from, it can't be some outside stuff going on. I mean, it has to be something that you truly, truly want and you're ready to, you know, walk through a brick wall to get it. And if you're not, then it's probably not going to work. There's one of the questions I would ask my prospective clients when I was doing FDN is how committed are you to this scale of one to 10? If they would say anything less than an eight, I'm not working with you. You can even change your answer five minutes later and be like, no, I'm an eight now. I'm like, no, I'm not working with you. I'm good. You know, <laughs> call me in a month and we'll talk about it. But no, I love it. I'll I love it. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. It's got to be a mind and a heart and a gut feeling, which brings me to the next question. Obviously, before you mentioned, uh, and look, I'm a naturopath as well as a chiropractor, so I'm very much into the nervous system and the gut. I love, I love all that. You said before your digestion's got to be good. What are the warning signs for someone? Uh, apart from, you know, potentially the obvious, like very smelly farts and loads of burps, what are the other warning signs for people uh, for their gastrointestinal system to tell them that they're not doing a good job? How do they fix it up? What are, what are the tips you give for people about their gut? Look at your poop. <laughs> Check it out. Have a look. Damo's going to love that. Oh, I love it. Let's, let's have another call. Let's do more on that one. That's a good one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, I mean, just just look in your poop. If it's if it's weird looking, there's something going on with your digestive system. I mean, if it's if it's uh, weird colors, if there's greasy stuff, it's if it's little rocks, if it's just a little bit. I mean. Yeah, I mean, what do they say? What's the average transit time? I, I forget, like 12 to 24 hours, something like that, 16 to 24 hours. And so, you know, if you're just pooping, if you eat a lot of food and you're pooping out just a little bit, I mean, where did the rest go? You know, it's, 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 it's somewhere inside your body kind of hanging out and you can have meals <laughs> on top out. of meals, stacked up on top of meal. And it's just that that's not a good way to live. You want to get that stuff out of you. But, you know, people tend to not talk about their poop very much. They just kind of, you know, slide it to the side. But um, that's going to be really important. Of course, you know, constipation, diarrhea. Um, one thing that people need to consider are sugar cravings. I think uh, there's a lot of people out there with yeast and candida issues and, you know, they're just dealing with these sugar cravings all the time. Like, oh my God, I'm just, you know, craving sugar quite frequently. And for a lot of people, they're actually feeding um, yeast. So it's not really them. It's not really the person that needs the, the sugar. It's like these yeast that are inside of you just like, yo, feed me. It's like feeding the beast. Well, then. So I think a lot of people need to actually consider that as well. Um reflux, acid reflux, heartburn, you know, those are all things that people need to pay attention to. And those are things that, that folks want to nip in the bud as soon as possible. I've had clients who have been dealing with digestive issues since they got back from Thailand 20 years ago. And they never talked to anybody about it. But when you look at their hormonal profiles, and I've talked about this several times in different interviews, um, look at their hormonal profiles, their adrenals are broken down, their testosterone is low, because as I refer, or as I said earlier, that's an internal stressor on the body your digestive system is not working that's how you fuel yourself you know there's a whole lot of other things that are precipitated from that and so we have to nip that stuff in the bud if not there could be a whole lot of collateral damage that's such a good call yeah i love that it's, uh, it, it really uh, really rings true now obviously uh the poo the poo issue is a big thing and we'll put on uh, somewhere whether it be on facebook or whether it'll be on our site we'll put a link to the poo chart we've got a poo chart and um, and you can check that out. Put it on the back of your toilet door so you can actually circle the number that you just did and tick it. Should be a number four. Your number twos should be a number four when you look at this poo chart. I like that. <laughs> he he loves talking about poo, Sean. Don't get him started, mate. I love he'll, it. He'll talk about poo forever. So um, I'm going to change the topic a little bit, Sean. One of the other uh, one of the other key pillars you spoke about was uh, sleep. And so uh, so you know how much sleep should people be getting if they're not getting enough sleep? What what can they do to help improve it? Um, you know, what tips have you got in that regard? Uh, well, well, I like to recommend people to get to bed at 10 o'clock p.m., you know, wake up about 6. If you can get to bed before midnight, I'm happy. If you're up after midnight, I'm wondering, what the hell are you doing? up? Like, what is there to do after midnight? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there who are just getting five hours of sleep, four hours of sleep. And, you know, first of all, they typically have – a scheduling issue going on in their life. There's just too much stuff going on. They really need to cut, cut back. That That's number one. But people are tired all day and they have to pep themselves with coffee and, you know, different energy drinks. I mean, a great antidote to that is just to go to sleep. Now, a lot of people say they can't fall asleep at night. Well, a couple of tips that you can do are, um, you know, turn the lights down. Wind down. I mean, your body's kind of on this circadian rhythm. And one thing that uh, we've done to it, unfortunately, and actually it is, it's kind of fortunate to some extent. We have light bulbs these days. 
And so when the sun goes down, we kind of bring it back up with all of our lights and our electronics and things. And so we kind of fool our, our bodies into thinking that it's still daytime. Nice. So one thing that I recommend is, you know, turning down the lights, you know, just telling your body that, yo, it's it's nighttime. It's time to go to sleep. Cut, turning off the TV, turning off your, your cell phone, turning off your, your laptop or your computer about an hour before bedtime, that's going to help considerably. Uh, one thing I like to do is just kind of read something. And usually I knock out while I'm reading. Um, some people can use um, melatonin or not melatonin. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of melatonin, but um, magnesium is very helpful for people who can't go to sleep. And so right. taking a little magnesium can be very helpful. Um, let's see. What's another one? And also getting back to the digestive issues. I found that a lot of individuals whom I've worked with who've had long-term digestive issues have a hard time sleeping. And if you look at their, um, hormonal profiles, you'll see elevated cortisol at nighttime or relatively at elevated cortisol level. And cortisol being a, an awakening hormone, that's, that's going to wake you up at night. And one of the reasons why that cortisol goes up is because parasites, yeast, funguses, and whatnot, bacteria, they tend to be nocturnal creatures. And so they get up while we go down. And so when they get up, it kind of cranks our immune system up and then the cortisol goes up Then we're wide awake. And so there are a lot of people out there with sleep issues um, that are secondary to their digestive issues. So that's certainly something to keep in mind. Um, gosh, I forgot what the rest of your question is. I'm sorry. No, I think you got it, man. I think you covered I got it. it. Well done. Okay, you cool. Sean, I, gotta, I mean, obviously you've done this podcast and on the video blog as well for quite some time now. And, you know, you're famous for the underground wellness. And I love, I mean, you've interviewed a lot of different people um, from you know, health and wellness and from across different industries. I'd love to know, and so, so the fans can know too as well, where they can get more information. What is your, maybe your favorite, most unique um, person you've interviewed that you oh. loved and just wanted to, you know, that you suggest people go and listen to? I always love my podcast with Dr. Tom O'Brien. He's great. He's just, he's just so awesome. He, we, we've talked about gluten several times. We talked about um, proline-rich peptides and uh, neurodegenerative conditions. And he was on the show last week talking about lipopolysaccharide toxicity. And he, the reason why I like it, like usually when I interview Dr. O'Brien, I'm standing up, like pacing back and forth because the information is so awesome. And he's just so thorough and he does a great job of explaining things. Um, and everything that he says, is backed up with some type of research paper. He's so well-read when it comes to the research. It's just ridiculous. And he has such an amazing enthusiasm. So Dr. O'Brien, um, Paul Check, of course. My show with Elliot Hulse it was one of my favorites. And I love the mindset shows personally. Like I was just about to start a show with just mindset and business stuff, but I got some other projects. But my show with um, Brian Johnson, who is the author of uh, a philosopher's notes. Uh, my show with Sereni Pillay, who's the author of Life Unlocked, to kind of help you to deal with uh, sabotage issues, like something I've dealt with for a long time. Um, but yeah, those will will certainly are certainly my favorite shows. You know, you just bring the nerd out of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. It has that fridge going. That's amazing. LPS is uh, LPS or lipopolysaccharides, a massive thing, and. Of course, uh, many people won't be familiar with that who've listened to this call, who haven't listened to your call. So I'd really expect that people, I'd love it 
if people listen to this call would jump onto your underground wellness podcast and listen to that last episode about LPS or lipopolysaccharide. It's such a big deal with leaky gut and then the cause of inflammation within the body and then obviously autoimmune diseases, Hashimoto's, Graves disease, all these other issues that come from the wrong bacteria in your gut. That's essentially what LPS is. And we'll do we'll do a segment on that in the wellness guys and try and cover that off. But that's a great call you've made there, Sean. Again, it comes back to the gut and it comes back to finding middle ground where you can eat great food, food that's actually in real life, exercise a bit, sleep. It's all just basic tenets of living, isn't it? Absolutely. It's just the way we're supposed to live. But for some reason, we human beings just tend to uh, stray from that path because we think we're superhuman and that we can just, you know, do whatever we want to or with our bodies and still maintain our health. But it just simply doesn't work that way. I mean, that's that recipe for health that I talked about earlier. And I always say if you're trying to make chocolate chip cookies and you don't have chocolate chips, you're going to get something that's not quite chocolate chip cookies. And so if you're missing any of those things, you know, the stress reduction, um, paying attention to your digestion and eating real food, exercising just enough, and things I talked about earlier. Um, you may have something that comes close to health, but it's not health because you're not following the recipe. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, Sean, if you, Lawrence is too modest to say it, mate, but if you're into the mindset stuff, Lawrence is now co-hosting a show called Inside the Champion's Mind, which is on our network as well. You'll have to check that out, mate. It's got some awesome mindset stuff on there. Oh, yeah, Inside the Champion's Mind, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to have you on the show, buddy. We'll, we'll chat after the call and uh, we'll get you on. Okay, that works. Thank you. So uh, just to wrap it up, Sean, what's what's like your number one tip? Like what's, you know, for people who've listened to this call, they're thinking, hey, this guy makes sense. I should take some action. I should do something tomorrow to make a change. What's your what's your number one thing you'd love people to go away from this call and, and do differently tomorrow? Pay attention to your body. There are so many people out there who go have lunch, right, and they have like a big sandwich or something like that. And then they go back to work, and an hour later, they're dead tired, falling asleep at their at their uh, desk, and looking for the next cup of coffee. It's happening all over the world, and it's crazy. And so, I just want those people to think about it and think. How did the food that I ate an hour prior to this feeling? What did that have to do with why I'm feeling this way? And then the next day. Change it up. Don't go out for a sandwich. Next time, go out for something that's higher in protein and fat with just a little bit bit of carbohydrates and see how that holds you over. Do you still get the crash? Do you feel more energized? And if that doesn't work, then try something that's in between. It's really about trial and error and finding out what's right for you. There's a lot of people in the afternoon, they just think, oh, it's just my afternoon crash. It happens all the time. It's just me. For a lot of you guys, it's not just you. It's the food that you ate. And so that's all I want people to do is just pay attention. That's it. Thank you so much, Sean, for your insights and your brilliance on this. Guys, everybody listening on this podcast, you've got to go check out undergroundwellness.com. It's just a fantastic uh, information podcast, video. Sean's awesome. It's <laughs> just, you know, just amazing information he has to share. So thank you so much, Sean, for your time and, and your energy about uh, you know, your concepts as well that you presented here today. As always, guys, make sure you can now listen to The Wellness Guys on thewellnesscouch.com. I'd uh, love to carry the conversation on Facebook and tell us what you think about this particular episode and what you think about Sean. And as always, go to iTunes and subscribe to us and make sure you comment and give us a rating on iTunes as well. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Couch Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Hi, Damien Christoph from the Wellness Guys here. Wow, I tell you what, it's been electric since our first summit came to a close up on the Gold Coast and the wellness community wants more. Well, get ready because our next summit is coming to Melbourne and we'd love to have you come. The Wellness Guys, of course, will be there, plus the effervescent Up For A Chat girls, Cindy O'Meara, Kim Morrison and Karen Smith and some super special guests. It'll be 10 hours of powerhouse wellness that you don't want to miss. Simply go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. See you there.